Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, March 13th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the console AMA. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. What's up? How's it going? It is Monday. Super happy to be here. Super happy to see so many familiar faces. It really is a joy um, to come and have this to look forward to um, at the end of my day. Um, Time-wise, it's about four o'clock here in Austin, Texas. I'm at South by Southwest. If anyone else is here, um, give a shout, give a DM, come up on stage. We'd love to hear your South by experience. Um, definitely a lot of Web3 um, people here, just really a lot of cool projects. So it's been an awesome few days. And um, yeah, I'm just going to get things um I was going to get things kicking off. Um, I'm just going to do like a mic check and just say just say hi to a few people. Start just maybe <laughs> bringing a few people on stage um, to start asking some questions. I see you got Titus, we got Evan, we got Blake, we got NFT Ignition. Um, whoever else would like to come join us with some questions today, just come and request and we can get you on stage. Nikki Specs, Lena, Mika's back. Awesome. Um, this is great. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Julia is helping me today with the console and she'll be approving and we'll just kind of bring people on stage and that takes a second. Um, Julia, can you hear me? Everything good? How you doing? Sometimes I think it takes a second to get all the mics on. <laughs> all right, no worries. Hello, hello. Hi, to see you there. Hey, sorry, I didn't hear you call me out. I just wanted to make sure you weren't talking. Good to see you. Good to see everybody and happy Monday. Happy S by X. South by Southwest Day. I was going to try to be clever there, but it didn't work out so well. But hey, welcome. I love it. Austin. Titus, do you know why South by Southwest is called South by Southwest? Man, I looked this up once and I've completely forgotten, but I did I did know once. I can't remember. Hmm. Does anybody want to take a guess? Anybody want put their hand up and take a guess? <laughs> it's based on a movie, an old movie. Maybe that's a, too big of a hint. It's a play on the title of a movie. I feel like I should be giving away NFTs or something, or something like a, or like a pack of gum or something. I don't know. I could give away <laughs> the, the the prize for this type of question is a pack of gum. That's that's basically where it's trivia. But um, anybody know? Uh, yeah, there's a Hitchcock movie by the name of North by Northwest, and when the South by Southwest promoters started, it's I believe the possibly apocryphal story is told that it's between LA and New York and it's halfway between the country. And I think it was a play on North by Northwest to bring, um, I think music first and then other types of culture to Austin. So that's the story I've been told. <laughs> Fact check me, <laughs> but that's the story I've been told. Um, yeah. Happy to be here. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're here at, at South by and, um, we are going to be going to some fun things today. Um, there's a BFF DAO 
party um, a little bit today. There's a boys club party. There's a decentralized social um, media um, thing on Wednesday. There's just kind of kind of a bunch of like parties where you don't even necessarily need your badge or I don't have one to be honest, but you know, you can kind of come and just kind of hop in and just meet people and, and hang. So yeah, if, if anyone's around, um, would love to connect and, and chat. Um, yeah, it's been really nice. So um, and kick things off how we always do with just like a few console updates um, and just kind of restate, you know, why I'm here and what I think is interesting and then open up the stage for other people to jump in with, with some questions or thoughts and carry the conversation from there. So, you know, at console, we are building Web3 chat. And in short, you know, what Web3 means to me is it's about upgrading the internet to a user-owned internet back to the original vision of what it was when in the 90s, Tim Berners-Lee, you know, started this, this idea of two people anywhere in the world being able to communicate without interference from central points of authority in between. Back then, it was the telephone line. Back then, it was you know, radio gatekeepers or television gatekeepers. And he really wanted to talk, um, he really, in his memoir, writes a lot about this idea of decentralization as a method of freedom, of having user-owned communication. And I think that brings us to Web3 full circle and how we can build these tools. And I think that's why a lot of us are here. There's different parts of it. There's NFTs, there's cryptocurrencies, there's crypto meaning which a lot of people forget, crypto meaning cryptography. And console is bringing together all of these principles to build what we believe is going to be the future of communications for Web3 and beyond, so for the upgraded internet. So really excited to be bringing that to everybody, um, to be working on it, and to be having people join. We have our demo open, DM me, <laughs> as we say every week, gently touch my face here, <laughs> caress my face, and then send me a DM. Basically, it means inside joke now at this point, but basically pre press my face on this Twitter space and then DM me um, however you want to do it. And then I'll let you in or um, I can answer any questions you have. Um, so yeah, uh, with console, we have console HQ open, which is our demo app. And anyone that DMs me, I'll chat with you and happy to talk with you about spinning up your own community and happy to share anything that's on our roadmap. We're building i think fairly aggressively we have a lot of fun things still in store we have a desktop app an iphone app um, i'm accepting email addresses for the iphone app so dm me happy to get you on on the first version of that that's going to be uh, pretty exciting um before the end of this month and i think that's all i think i think that's the main thing so um you know without any further ado i'm just going to open up the room and, and see what's on people's minds today and answer some questions and carry the conversation from there what do you guys think? <laughs> How's that sound? Awesome. That sounds good. Oh, it's good to talk about cryptography. Like, so originally, like, cryptography in some ways is about secrets. It's about essentially going, hey, you know, what is it that we actually are trying to protect? And, you know, is it about information? Is it about communication? Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's secrets and maybe they're not secrets. But the only way to know that something is a secret or isn't is to decrypt it. So like the assumption that just because you're encrypting something, just because you're protecting something, that it has to be the secret thing is a fallacy. It's, um, it's basically going, hey, do I care about privacy or not? Do I care that this information should be by default, not something that at some point falls into the hands of someone who can weaponize it later or something like that? So um, yeah, I mean, like caring about privacy and caring about transport is really, I think, what we're building on. And we're going, hey, you know, let's, let's build in the clear. 
um, Castig uh, does a really good job of going, hey, you know, let's focus on building composable technology that's open source. And this is important. Like, um, you can't build in the clear without doing that. You can't choose closed source models and also ask for a community contribution and actually, you know, value that as much. Um, you know, roadmaps are only as, as powerful as the priority they get and the transparency that they're actually provided. So um, thank you, Castig, for providing transparency. It's important. Yeah, thanks so much, Titus. Um, I, I know that, yeah, you, I think you, you bring up the idea of privacy and cryptography um, a few times in, in past episodes, and I know that that's really important to you. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to hear from other people, you know, what types of privacy or security are important in your life, maybe, or if you don't care about it, <laughs> maybe why not? And, you know, it, I think it's this thing, which is like almost contentious, the right word. It, feel, it feels like some people feel really strongly about it and other people seem to aggressively not really care so much about it. But yeah. Yeah, I'll speak on some, so my generation, I'm younger. Um, a lot of my generation does not tend to care about the privacy or care about the, like whatever the buzzword or whatever the functionality is that gets offered. But what happens is, is when a product, you know, offers something that cannot be done without it. So I think in this case, zero, you know, no one's going to care, uh, you know, my generation about zero knowledge proofs. But if you can say that for now on, when a cop pulls me over or when I go to vote or when I am, you know, signing up for college, I can get verified that I am who I am without people knowing my identity, without people being able to stereotype me based off certain circumstances. They will care about that. And so that's what I'm pumped up about. I'm pumped up about whether it's crypto, uh, cryptographic or it's decentralization or whatever innovation. It's the use cases that provided that are necessary and have like real utility. I'm really pumped, you know, another instance for cryptographicness. I don't think that's a word, but crypto... <laughs> cryptography sorry yeah that's the word cryptography um is cryptographic truth i think that's really important you know we have oracles in web 2 but i think the web 3 version where they're decentralized and can provide that cryptographic truth where you know it can't be messed with there's no manipulation where um it's it's going to provide a lot of use cases that can't be done before i've written about this in the past i'm just bull like i said i'm bullish on things that provide real value and solve cases that could never be done before i think that's like what the definition of like web 3 and any innovation is is just providing new and like completely um completely better results and i think you know that's what console is doing you know i know one example of where console is already going to be beneficiary is your profiles the fact that i know i'm talking to who i'm talking to is very important because a lot of people trade on discord and they get scammed because they think they're talking to someone and it's actually an impersonator. So shout out to, you know, console for doing that. And I'm just bullish on, like I said, real use cases of decentralization and um, cryptography. This is awesome. Um, Evan, thanks for mentioning the profiles and tying that back into how we trust, you know, each other. Um, I'm going to just give a summary of what that is, just so if anybody new doesn't know, um, and then I'd have some questions that can open up around that because I think this is a good brainstorming session on perhaps co-creating what we want to see around that. So on console, you know, imagine if you haven't already joined, you join console, you're, you're in a group chat. And now the thing that's different about a group community group chat versus say 
you know, text chat with your friends on Apple chat or iMessage or Slack, which is usually the business is sometimes in or often in community chats, you don't know all the people, but you're looking for ways to work with and coordinate with people who are potentially at first outside your social circle. Like, I think, for example, like this group is like a perfect example. Like, you know, Evan and Titus and I, uh, we've never met each other in real life. Um, and yet, you know, every week and even like in DMs, I feel like we're sharing ideas now and we're united around a topic really, or like a mission. Right. Um, and it's a different way you, you kind of unite and that goes for everyone in here. I'm just, just because they spoke, I was just saying their names, but you know, it goes for everyone in here is like, you know, we're getting around a mission. It's a different way to organize human energy, so to speak, or like intention, um, versus like, you know, maybe you are like, <laughs> I guess with friends, you're like geographically often located, um, or like family, you're like born into it, a uh, company you're hired, but like, what is the onboarding to like communities? A lot of times it's like around a mission and with, the internet, it's like, you know, geographically, you're all over the world. So how do we build that same kind of trust that we have when you meet someone face to face, or you know, someone for a lot of years, that's like a really tricky, just like human organization issue. Um, and I think, you know, we, we've been doing it, like discord or different group chats, like this one, even like do a good job of bringing people together. But how do we take it to the next step? And that's the question we're asking at console. And so one of the ideas we had is like just getting to know each other better by looking at not what people say they are, but what they do. Right. And so on Twitter, you can write anything on your bio, you can say or anything. Right. But with the people page, the ability to click in, click on a user and then see a profile and get a really good glimpse at, you know, well, when did they purchase their .eth name or their .btc name, right? Being able to see that shows you, okay, they've been in this for a while, right? Or they just bought it yesterday. Somebody that bought their .eth name yesterday versus like three years ago is like a completely, right off you have a sense of who this person is. In addition, looking at perhaps the types of art or NFTs they've collected, the parts of communities they're in, their contributions, whether on console, if you're contributing by chatting or voting or, you know, just, just there's different metrics we're looking at and really trying to just build out these people pages so that you can start to have your online identity be, be about your actions towards certain missions so that we know who to empower and maybe who to ignore if it's the case of like somebody who's, you know, malicious or something. So that's the setup for the people page. And um, yeah, we're, we're going to be rolling, we're going to be rolling the first version of that out um, in the next week or two. So this actually would be a really great time if you guys have thoughts on like, what would you like to see on the people profile page? And I'll, I'll give you, a, I already give a few glimpses of things. Um, but I'll also just give one more thing is like, we're trying, we're also debating like whether this should just be private to people you're already connected with or public where you could share it with anybody outside of console either. So I, I would love to hear, you know, what you guys would love to see. And hopefully, you know, we, we have a great team that would love to help build things that you guys want. So let me know what you're thinking. Uh, Evan, sorry, you have your hands up. Go for it. Yeah, so I don't know any like specific things I would like to see added right you now off the top of my head. But what I would say in general, I think that, you know, DAOs, are going to be a very important aspect of console. And so I'd say catering to them would be very important in my opinion. I just think that, like you mentioned, 
when you start off with ground zero with someone from the digital era, how do you get that service level understanding of who they are and what they're about? And can you verify certain information while also never knowing anything prior to that? And so I think DAOs are going to be such an important part of people interacting with the workforce in the future. Well, I think, you know, they need that staple. So I don't know, like, you know, like I said, I can't give you an exact example at the moment. I'll try to brainstorm, you know, you know, IRL, but I just think in general, DAOs are going to be so integral to chat because end of the day, we need that, you know, ground layer zero for where do we communicate? Where do we send the basic information? Where do we conjugate to, you know, vote? I think these things are going to be important and we're going to want it to be on a web three infrastructure. So I think that's something that could be a thought, at least if you haven't already thought of it, you probably have, but. Awesome. No, that's, that's great feedback. Yeah. So, so DAOs can have some, some tools that potentially to bring people in um, for the people page to look at activity in these decentralized organizations. I like that. That's definitely a good start. Let's, um, I see Titus is clapping. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always clapping. That's that's my uh-huh. default reaction. Uh, no, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the way that I think of like the people page and the future of console kind of like evolving is the idea that uh, the people page would be f- like filter focused in some way, such that like let's say we want to know which people have ENS names, people have ENS names for three years, specific traits on ENS names. I mean, maybe it could be you know those you know the zero 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 three nine 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 or could be as simple as i have a moonbird or something like that you know like that instant way to go hey you know how do i identify sub communities within the community i'm already in and um these sub traits uh, how can i potentially uh, use them as a security feature as well as a uh, topical feature to go hey you know this person actually is somebody who's in the community that they say they are because they can prove it um maybe they've had it more than five minutes and therefore there's some value to that so you know the this filter by and then use operators such as, you know, date, time, duration, whatever, as well as the type of token, the type of trade in the token, because tokens sometimes do everything and sometimes they do one thing. Uh, I think that's going to be incredibly important. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's so great. Thanks, Status. Those are some great ideas. Um, Let me keep the mic rolling. Um, I think Blake, Blake was raising his hand. You're on stage. Hi, good to have you back. Great to hear from you. How's it going? Hey, glad to be here. I'm sure you'll be able to guess what my most desired thing to show up on profiles would be. <laughs> and, and that would just be relating to digital identities. Uh, so, for example, uh, if people are interacting or have various digital identities, that those be, you know, something that's uh, showed as well, whether that be, you know, um, ones that are put on through like, I think Polygon has one that's now happening. Uh, I know Alliance Block has one that's coming out. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, or if it, even if it's a, just simply like with Governor Dow, a, a, a uniqueness identifier essentially that shows that they're a unique individual and not uh, you know, a, a bot or a, a multi-account. Uh, those types of things would be really cool and I think goes right along with what the previous speakers were talking about in regards to knowing who you're talking to or knowing that there's some security uh, or uh, some evidence as to who they are. Yeah, thanks, Blake. Um, For anyone who's new, um, Blake is working with Governor Dow, which is working on a proof of existence 
protocol. Correct me if I'm wrong in describing this, but that's the way I understand it. Um, and you, you know, you've discussed a little bit in the past about um, the youth. <laughs> I mean, I guess it seems pretty clear what a proof of existence might be, just to but I guess prove that you, I guess, essentially human gate that you can say, hey, we are humans here. It's kind of like the blue check mark on Twitter, but instead of buying it, you're born into it. <laughs> I guess. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned it sounded, I think you said Lens and Polygon. Um, but yeah, I also wanted to kind of plug, um, I think, the mission that you guys are working on. I think ultimately, yeah, understanding um, someone's, yeah, just that they're not a bot, you know, and then that or they're not, that they are through the same there. I think that's really important. So do you have anything else to add to that, Blake? Did I do a fair job of explaining that? Or is there anything else you'd like to see as far as proving your humanity or existence and what how that might, benefit I think, online I think you nailed it pretty well, but one other thing that having a place where you can kind of toggle through who has these different, uh, particularly things that show that you're unique can really add a lot of benefit to builders in the space as well. Because for instance, if you're looking to market to certain individuals, uh, you can, first of all, know you're not wasting money on multi-accounts, but secondarily, you can you have exact lists of people who already interact with certain protocols. Uh, so, for instance, uh, you're looking for people on Polygon. Uh, you can, you know, toggle through who is uh, who's interacted with Polygon's ID program, and you have a list of people who you can immediately market to that are directly related to Polygon. Uh, granted, this delves a little bit more into marketing, but uh, if you guys are already building in these kinds of togglers, you know, that's something that could be cool to uh kind of uh aggregate in some way to uh be able to find those communities easy, easier as a builder that's awesome yeah so uh, yeah i think the uh, you know just to kind of summarize anybody joining i'll just summarize you know when you come to console it's web through chat app and when you click on someone's name we're building out these people pages these profiles for the users of console and we're using a lot of on-chain data to showcase that. And I think that that's a really positive way to help, I think, lead what's you lead utility, like bringing utility to these things that we're already doing by showing a way to show off trust really between who you communicate with. Um, and also, yeah, you, you know, just starting to, to integrate some of these tools in meaningful ways. Um, so we, yeah, we've discussed a few, a few different ones. Um, I think this could, yeah, I think the people page, like to me, it's something we're we're actively testing and trying different things out, but it feels like it could be like a, a blank canvas in some ways for like a, a lot of different potential integrations. You know, we really do are working to be as composable as possible. And yeah, you mentioned lens. Like, I can see like the power of lens, at least what it promises to do, as far as like having your followers, you know, and like your social graph. Um. And I'll be honest with all you guys, like I have like an image in my head of like what could be possible, but I don't know that I fully imagined this out. Like what, but I, I see the huge benefit of showing up a console and bring importing your social graph. You're there and now you have all your followers there. But I'm still like trying to get back to maybe the startup part of my brain where I'm like, well, what problem is that solving? You know, it's nice, it's convenient. Um, I don't know. Is that is that enough? But 
at the same time, these are things we can just try and, you know, they're, they're pretty low effort to just run some experiments, but yeah, that, that one in particular, I think is interesting. Um, and I mentioned this a few times, but I wish that there was like a follow for ENS. Um, I get a little confused by all the different layers and namespaces and stuff. Like, I feel like if ENS could just follow ENS, which I asked um, Alicia and Sadaf, and I don't think it exists <laughs> as far as I've been told. But if anyone is building that, please let me know. Because I think just, yeah, I think that's like a pretty, uh, or if that is Lens and I'm misunderstanding what Lens is, then I also am excited about that. But yeah. I'm here also to learn. <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there because it's a, it's a desire I have. Um, I'm going to um, pass the mic. I was going to call on Damon unless, unless Titus, unless sometimes, I don't know if you had something you wanted to reply directly to what I was saying. Nah, I go for it, Damon. All right, cool. Let's bring Damon on. Hey, guys. Uh, it's awesome being here. And Evan, great points yet again. I think the beautiful part about like where we, uh, currently are in the space is uh like we're we're able to be close to ground level right like and so there's so the possibilities are endless and what's important i believe is um creating that uh distinguishable fact in terms of uh privacy and security right like i know like there's a lot of aspects where they intersect but um we want to be able to uh, make it so that it's easily distinguishable by the, the common person, right? And so I think this is where we're in a space where we can do so. Like, okay, we can verify that Evan is who he says he is without compromising the rest of his important information, right? Like, and so the so then there's, it minimizes the risk, right? On, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, any company, any site or anything of that nature. And so we have that verification without, jeopardizing who he is as a person and his personal information that obviously he might not want to get out there. So I believe we're in a very unique space uh, to be able to do so. Um, and it's kind of weird, like with legacy social media, right? Like it was, hey, you want to be on here. You want to be able to say, you know, I'm Jared that went to Neville High School and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then we got into the space of where, it's like, well, earlier when, when this stuff was built up, we liked kind of being whoever we could be on the internet, right? And so it was like, we're in this, got into this weird space of like people having these dual identities online. And while that's fun, it also posed like risks and danger. And so it was like, okay, well, how can we get into a space where we can have the aspect of verification, but keeping the, the privacy aspect of it? You know, so I, I just I'm really excited about that. And I believe like console can do something different, especially like being different than Discord, where anyone can have all accounts and be anything. And, you know, I, that's the one aspect about Discord that I really dislike. Um, and I understand why people need to have anonymity online. But it's also like we're in a really risky uh, space in that regard. So I do believe that console could come in and contribute in a very unique way in merging security, uh, security, privacy, and verification. Incredible. Thanks, Damon. Yeah, that's, that's a really, I mean, that's definitely what we strive for is, is that blend, I think, of uh, pr privacy and also 
utility and usability for everyday people. Um, thank you. And, and also I'll just shout out that Damon's in the midst of starting up one of the next console communities. And uh, Damon, will, I'll DM you a little more about next steps on that. So we'll talk more. Um, awesome. I see, I see Evan has his hand up. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of thought of some sort of concept. I don't know, like, you know, if it's viable from a, you know, design side, but I think, you know, Damon brought up a good point. It's amazing that in Web3, we can go from never knowing someone, but then being like in our community. I think it's awesome. But like we've talked about before, we have no history of them. And even if we can understand from a cryptographic standpoint that they aren't a bot, we may not like remember them. I think it's going to be hard to remember hundreds of people who are anonymous, who might spin up different accounts under one ENS. You know, there's going to be, it's, you know, different profile pictures every day. You know, you're meeting a lot of people on Web3. That's a confusing thing. I, I was wondering if you could create from the user side, like a social notes. So like whenever I, anyone I'm friends with, I can create like a little tab. Like, hey, I did this with this person today. This person's that. Things that kind of, you know, from my side, you know, I can't edit their, you know, user base, but on my, you know, users base, I can hold information of what I think about that person so I can remember them. I think that especially for entrepreneurs or for DAOs, if you're in oh, 10 DAOs, you're not going to remember everyone. So I think having those like little notes on people will become really important. It may not show in web two, but in web three, when everyone or, you know, the majority is anonymous, it's going to become much more of a factor. Nice. Fascinating. I love that. Titus? Oh, Evan, yes. Um, I, I had some other stuff to say. I, I kind of want to expand on that idea, but it, I think it speaks for itself. The, uh, the thing that I, so there was, a, there was a mention of like importing the social graph of existing platforms. And when I think about the Twitter social graph, there are certain things I might want to import from that. But in general, um, if Mario Nafal can pay, you know, 0. 0.005 cents for a thousand followers, or I'm sorry, a thousand, more like a thousand listeners on Twitter spaces or whatever, I, I find that somewhat valueless, actually. I, if you can manipulate the social graph and go, hey, I just want it to be whatever I'll pay, then it's not valuable to me anymore. And I think starting from zero is a lot of what the benefit of Web3 is, is that, you know, if there is a provable fashion to a social graph or a, you know, a reputation graph or whatever it is that we're proving on chain, I think that there is some value to that and maybe not to the other thing. That being said, um, I, I do value my contacts that I've made that are real. And if there was some sort of way to import, maybe even selectively, um, or connect one social thing to another, and then people who verify that they want these connections made uh, can import them, then that makes some sense to me. I mean, anything to make the onboarding process better, easier, faster has value, of course, but you know, I, I would say the existing existing system is too broken, and I think we need better heroes in it anyway. Yeah, that's that's super interesting, Titus. Um, yeah, I wonder to pull apart the kind of networks we have right now, right? Like, what are we upgrading from and and to? Um, what comes to mind for me is like a network that we rely on is our our telephone book. <laughs> you know, is like one kind of network of how we connect with each other like if you update if you upgrade to signal right or facebook it's often it's like hey give, let me look at your telephone book and then it becomes this like list of essentially ids of all like unique ids of all the people you know and i think that works pretty effectively in some ways depending on the app 
like on signal it's helpful on tiktok it's scary because you're just like wow i didn't know like i don't need to know all this about your you know i have like <laughs> my like uh <laughs> like interns <laughs> like phone number and now all of a sudden i'm seeing um and so it's like the way we categorize different graphs as we come to web3 i don't know that we have even like the vocabulary to describe um and it's, it's just like a human english thing too i think it's not even like a like technologically it's just like export json like if i could export from and, and all my twitter followers like that's like technically really easy but i don't know if we have paradigms for how to think about what to do with these lists and maybe maybe what i heard you kind of i don't want to say criticizing with my idea with just importing lens just, or at least like just like maybe maybe you give some like healthy like well you know maybe we we don't want that is kind of what i was reading between the lines um yeah i mean how do how do we make these these how do we have meaningful connections and not just like a bunch of because if i just downloaded everybody on on twitter like i might not necessarily want to like have all their ability to like call them on their phone right <laughs> and but my phone book i might not want the ability to like see all their videos i i don't know if there's a way to to bring color or how we think about these i don't know titus do you have any other thoughts maybe on <laughs> network that's a pretty big question just kind of curious uh, their reaction i mean I, I just love how you responded to me shitting all over web2 data with like this positive like play on it uh, and just love that you can do that and like that's that's a gift you have is you see the value in everything and i sometimes want to by default go hey no but and you're like, yes, but in you know your default, I think it's a beautiful <laughs> paradigm. Um, Appreciate that. No, no, it's it's beautiful. Uh, thank you for being a founder. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> we need more of that. Um, that being said, I, like you know, I'm gonna shit on a little bit of Web two data stuff basically on every Web three conversation because I think we're trying to do something different. I'm not saying you can't take something that's good and make it better. Um, I think um, with a grain of salt is the way that I would put it. Is like. There, there is value in all data, um, some data more valuable than others and some potentially more, you know, historically relevant than others. Um, so what I think about when I think of the social graph we have today is um, connections that are valuable or more valuable are the result of conversations and they can probably be tracked to some degree. And then there's the sort of, I would describe it as superficial conversation uh, graph, which is like, um, the text is sort of meaningless or it's one-sided or, you know, it, it's GM or whatever it is that doesn't actually constitute a high quality social graph in the first place. Um, if we reward engagement that is two letters long, then we're rewarding the wrong thing. Um, if we reward engagement that is meaningful, that has four syllable words in it, I mean, I'm not saying it has to be like that, but, you know, like if, if the conversation is deep, you'll know. And it can probably be identified through AI. It can probably be identified through machine learning. And I think once we start doing that, once we start going, hey, is this valuable? And quantify the thing as something real. Uh, that's the import that I would want to see. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm just going to share a few more thoughts, and then we'll get to Blake and Evan, who have their hands up. And anyone else that's listening, um, welcome. I'd love to have you on stage if you have a question or thought you want to share. Um, we're discussing console. We're discussing decentralized social media. We're discussing identity, a lot of these topics that we talk about every Monday. So you're welcome to have you here. Um, yeah, uh, actually, let me let me just, I'll just, I see Evan and, and Blake. Let me just, we'll go to them. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We'll go to, we'll go to Evan. Let's go to Evan first. How's it going? 
Yeah, I think Titus is right. I think we're going to be able to import most, or not even import, but like I think we're going to be able to scale most of our social graphs pretty quickly and pretty easily. I think the hard part is like we're talking about, which is the interactions once we have the you know users and our friendships. Because end of the day, I think if you look at you know existing and new social graphs that get built on Web2, you can pretty quickly, like Titus said, you can look at the existing social graph and you can make it within a couple clicks of like, you know, with links and QR codes, make it very easy to both find your existing social graph and other networks and then invite them or reach out to them and get them onto your existing platform. So I think that will kind of come over time and you, you know, you're going to be one of a million platforms that are all trying to deal with that. And so I think over time, users are going to learn that skill themselves, just like in Web2. I know how if I create a new, you know, I get download a new app, I'm going to quickly import my contacts or I'm going to do whatever. There's a million ways where I can send a message to someone to add me, whatever. You know what I mean? That's a very much a already web to built-in feature. And I think from a interacting with people, you know, I think it's going to take time. I think that the first 10, you know, five, 10 years is just going to be basic chat function. And there will be the mirror stage like Balaji talks about. I don't even think innovation will be here for a while because we just need to get the users here and get them to like, understand the value of it and using these over the you know traditional chat services and then i think you know in say five ten years slowly but surely as developers themselves can innovate i think that's where it'll get really interesting and that's why i'm pumped about console because it's a platform that other builders eventually can build on top of and so if you just create a good chat product and an ability where we can easily you know be able to reach the people we really want to and it's an great experience i think a lot of the rest will be built by itself over time oh wow i love that um well thanks evan <laughs> that's what we're doing um really appreciate um yeah having you and having you as part of the console community i'm going to add um just a few thoughts I, you know I, I love using this time to just brainstorm and learn like i said with y'all and i think um yeah, as you and as Evan and Titus were, were just talking, um, I'm still really just stuck on this question of how we define our network and like what is what is valuable. And um, Titus said something about like AI, and my initial thought in my head was like, ah, oh, like it doesn't need to be so heavy as AI, but maybe there's something there. And I think I think it's actually like maybe there's some simple solution. Like, for example, going back to like Web two, where like right now. The way that we curate our social graph is through our own actions. We are self-curating. So for example, I get your phone number, I text you, right? I follow you on Twitter, right? These are actions we take. And, you know, little by little, we're making a social graph. Even if you don't think about it, you know, if you meet somebody at a party, you get their phone number, you're adding them to your social graph, right? You understand that? You're in your, you're in your phone book and you could use that list of data to bring to apps. That's the way the world works right now. Um, what if we had, you know, what kind of actions in Web3 could we use to um, kind of, in, you know, it automatically embed this kind of language of who is important and not? And also adding to that, if we do trust in new technologies like cryptography, like ZK rollups and um, .eth names or, you know, decentralized identities, it's like we have a lot more primitive tools to really improve this. So, for example... Like adding, like texting you may be a way to create my social graph with my phone book, right? We, I gave that example. But if I didn't have to worry about, if I trusted the cryptography more, I might be willing to give more data and put it into the 
algorithm or I'm not sure exactly what it is because I'm kind of making this up, but, but in a way to like describe what I'm doing and maybe the actions, you know, that could self-describe would be, Hey, have they been on stage together in a Twitter space? Like that means something in a way. Um, have they been on a zoom call? Have they met at a real life event? You know, there's, I think the door opens if we're willing to share more data, but not having to worry that centralized, you know, properties are going to read it if we can trust the privacy if we could trust that you know maybe there's ways that we could take belief of leap of faith that that we can have our social network be self-described in a way that could be really useful to transport it from client to client you know, on the web just an idea um titus I'll, I'll dig into one thing about this. Um, Keybase does this pretty well. Um, what, I think what you're describing might have even been inspired at one point by a Keybase idea. Um, so in the social sense, what you could do on Keybase to do an invite is you could invite based on a social media account. So like, for example, a Twitter user or a GitHub user could get a shared key um, that you initially only hold. And then you encrypt a message, which I guess turns into an invite at some point. And then, so the Keybase uh, servers then hold the information that allows for that decryption to happen once the person proves that they are who they are. And that seems like a maybe a tool that can be used for um, importing the social graph from a platform like Twitter or whatever onto a platform like Console. So maybe that solves your problem. Super interesting. Could you describe a little more? I don't know that I've used Keybase. I'm familiar with the existence of it. It's like an end-to-end encrypted messaging or file sharing API? It does. It does so much. Oh, it's file storage. It's a Git signing tool, um, and it's also a messenger and a wallet for uh, Stellar XLM, um, which means that it's one of the few things that does too much <laughs> in the Web three space <laughs> instead of not enough. <laughs> and I love that it does it all. Um, but it, uh, yeah, like. I guess people didn't understand it because it did so much at one point, uh, except for developers. And then they gave away a bunch of crypto tokens. They gave away airdrops, which attracted a bunch of bots to the platform, which made it a bot platform instead of a developer platform. And then Zoom bought it and it basically faded into existence in some ways, out of existence. Um, but it's got amazing technology that no one's using. And so um, there's a lot of really, really solid cryptography type tools that were built specifically for this platform that work really well and still do on Keybase exactly what they were intended to do very well. That's incredible. Do you, do you use Keybase day to day? And if so, what's like a daily use case? Or if not, is it because of the bot problem that you said came about? There, there are only bots to chat with. So that's the primary use I would have for it. Um, I use I still use the key that I generated by it to do some things, but it's really just like there's no reason for that anymore. So it's like at best it's like a signing tool. Um, you could you could really easily sign a message like encrypt decrypt um, for something you want to send to somebody that's more arbitrary. Like if you wanted to send something over email and email is ridiculously insecure, you could do it that way and then give them you know the the thing that you want them to decrypt it with later or something like that. So you know it depends on how you want to use it. Interesting. It sounds like PGP a little bit. Pretty good privacy. Yeah, yeah, like GPG type. Like, like yeah, yeah. PGP is fine too. I, I once worked as a contract for PGP, so I know you. Feel. Um, yeah, the uh, that whole world. Uh, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, I appreciate that. In, in many ways, I feel like that's what we're we're like very similar principles at console with what we're building on. Um, I think we're 
trying to hide that not hide but just like that's like the plumbing <laughs> and we're trying to make like a beautiful experience because we feel like at the end of the day if we want to bring you know privacy and decentralization to people we kind of un- from you talking with you, most of our power you know users like 10 percent of people will care about that but it's also like <laughs> a lot of the influencers that care about that so and, and it's us who is building it so i feel like these are the things that we do want to build in there um but you know they might not be like um yeah, sometimes these technical talks like uh, <laughs> dissuade people because yeah, most people just want a usable app that solves a problem in their life. So totally get where you're, where this is coming from. Thanks for Absolutely. sharing. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll wrap it up. The uh, the onboarding process being, hey, here's a thing that's valuable to you. All you got to do is just prove that you're this user and you own an account with the thing that you wanted that I gave you is is a valuable use case. So that seems like a good way to onboard. Amazing. Okay, great. Um, all right. Um, we have Blake. Blake, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Not to that. If you're cool with me changing topics a little bit. Go for it. Cool. Yeah, I vaguely remember you guys talking a little bit about the potential of payments being done through your system. Am I remembering correctly? Yeah, we, we've chatted about the potential for payments um, within the communities. So... Uh, Another project that I'm working with has a client that just created a digital invoice and payments platform for Web3. Uh, if you're interested, I might be able to get you in contact with those folks because that might be something that just kind of slots in real nice and smooth. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. <laughs> Send me a DM. I'd, I'd love to chat. Sure. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think, um, you know, the first thing at console that that I, we've really been focusing on is just really solid chat with the ability to yeah. have private chat, centralized chat. And from there, as we've been talking about in this Twitter space today, is like these features of building trust through people page and ENS integration and all of this. Um, to us, the next layer of that, and it, we might not get through it immediately, but I think the ability to send payments just seems like a no-brainer. It's like we have these assets and we are using our wallets to sign. And so it's more of just like making a, you know, a beautiful user interface and allowing people to connect. And, you know, I think we've built in the trust and the connection and that making, yeah, composable pieces on top of that, like sending payments is like a no brainer. So yeah, I would love to chat with anybody who's thinking about that, please. Uh, cool. yeah, cause please have them DM me. I think you're absolutely right about the, the trust. I think one thing people are gonna have a problem with in relation to sending payments anywhere is it, or even just connecting your wallets places is knowing that it's somewhere that you can trust. So, you know, somewhere like console that people are actually going to trust and know is trustworthy and being able to integrate things like that, I think would be a really cool use case for console as well. Thousand percent. Thanks so much, Blake. All right. Um, I love to see more people coming in uh, throughout the hour. Uh, welcome, everybody. So this is the Console AMA. We do this every Monday. We try to keep it to an hour. So we're about wrapping down now. Um, if anybody has anything they want to add, any questions, you want to know about the desktop app, how to start new communities, uh, how to get on the iPhone list, any of that, we can uh, chat and tell you anything about that. Um, and I think, uh, so just come up on stage or raise your hand. I think one other thing I'd love to, um, to bring up in this, um, I was going to say lesson. I don't know. I have my teaching. I also teach. So I was in my teaching mode for a second. But um, in this space is um, 
Last week, we talked a lot about identity. And um, I think a few of you may have seen, I read this piece about ENS. Um, it got published on Friday. Super excited. Um, I mean, a lot of that, I think, came out of, of this group. You know, just we chat about identity and ENS and, and everything so much. And again, like I'm always learning and, you know, just trying to share that with, with other people. Um, it was excited because I hadn't heard much about Polygon ID until I think Titus brought it up last week. And um, yeah, I would love if we could like maybe chat a little more if anybody wants to add anything to that. I'm still learning, but in researching that piece, um, I was able to do some fact checking and, and got connected to some great people. And I just briefly got to talk to um, David Schwartz, uh, Polygon ID, who's working on it. And um, yeah, just, just to learn a bit about their mission. And I'll just read what he wrote me. And again, I'm learning, so I'll set this up. But if anybody has anything they want to add to it, I would love to know more. But um, what he shared with me is that Polygon ID's mission is to become the infrastructure that connects all the identity initiatives in the Ethereum ecosystem. So the thing I'm still trying to understand is the way he described it is that they're going to reuse the ENS namespace um, and connect connect existing environments using it. Um, and it seems like there's a proof of concept, but there's not necessarily too many things built on it just yet. So this is me still trying to kind of understand. I, I can't actually fully in my brain understand how the ENS namespace connects to this because it's on a different layer but maybe there's some I don't, there's something i'm missing there um again i don't pretend to know all the answers so if somebody wants to educate me in the group um or share anything about polygon id this would be a great time i love all the hands going up thank you um well maybe maybe we'll start with maybe we'll start with evan i think you had your hand up my phone's about to die i just wanted to say that drop off. that's the reason uh, oh, evan okay. do you mind if i speak first please no no go ahead go ahead Cool. Thanks so much. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm going to try and plug in afterwards. Uh, so, like, it doesn't matter is the is the quick thing that like, you know, one platform has like. So, I can still take advantage of an NFT collection that doesn't exist um, within my you know NFT collection. I can still do stuff that says that. And even on a different chain, you know, in this case, L2 versus an L1, uh, I can still go. Well, hey, you know, if you own this thing on an L2 or in this case, an L1, I can still do stuff from an L2 that, you know, I can, I know that you own it on the L1. It doesn't really matter that much. Um, so there's, you know, there's an association when it comes to trust there. Um, but as for the, like Polygon ID in general, it's, it's basically verifiable credentials that are then, you know, like um, I, their, their documentation describes it as a triangle of trust where there's an identity holder, an issuer, and a verifier. And then, like the verifier verifies the proof, and the issuer issues the verifiable credentials. You know, like it, it's all tied together via the thing that you need to do to prove the thing or to use the thing. So that's that's like the best I can describe it before my phone dies. Thank you, Tadis. Evan, do you want to add to that? Yeah. So I'm not like the most in depth on Polygon itself, but I pinned up to the top someone who I who I find really smart in ENS, and he talked about it. So I highly recommend clicking that. Um, one of the biggest features that I know about Polygon ID system is the zero knowledge proof being built into it. And so that's going to be huge for adoption because privacy isn't necessarily built into ENS. There are many ways where you can incorporate ENS being private from day one, but it's definitely not as user friendly to get there. And so I think Polygon's all about being user friendly and onboarding the masses. And so to have a namespace where it's already um, having the zero knowledge proof built in is great. I, if I had to guess, the way they're in, incorporating ENS is they're using ENS to make it um, 
uh, they, they're using the CCIP read aspect. So basically, and I, what I just pinned up top, I'm reading it as we speak actually, but it's saying that that's true. So basically CCIP read is something that the ENS founder created and Chainlink is like co-working with it. And basically it's going to enable you to use your ENS or any other domain across different chains or, and even um, in web two. So that's going to be really important. And whether you use .eth, the native TLD of ENS, or you import your domain, it's very important to be able to be cross-chain and be able to be private. And so ENS is providing the cross-chain aspect and making it um, also enabling cheaper fees because it can go layer two, et cetera. Um, and then zero-knowledge proof aspect with Polygon is just going to make it more private so that we can have usernames that you don't automatically know who the user is. And, you know, obviously ENS can provide that, but like I said, it's not user-friendly and it's all about making it easy for the user to onboard while still providing the best technology. That was a great explanation. Thanks, Evan, as always. <laughs> Again, I'll plug Evan's uh, weekly podcast where he, I feel like, does such a great job of distilling complex ideas. I feel like I feel like Titus too, man. You guys should all, well, I'm glad you're here. I guess this is also a place to to share your knowledge, but I really appreciate both of you guys breaking, breaking these things down. Um, Let's all be guests on each other's podcasts. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast where all the listeners are also the guests on other, <laughs> just a big community of guests and <laughs> And co-hosts. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great explanation. Um, super exciting. Um, I see Mike's on stage. Mike, do you want to join the chat? How are you doing? Yes, sir. So great uh, to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, miss you, buddy. Good to hear. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. Same. Same. Um, hope Southwest going well. I guess uh, I'm doing a little research today because I'm I'm kind of in the market. So I've got this community called Empire Dow. And we're like thinking of what we should do for the community, where we should put it. I've also got a couple other projects, like a vending machine ownership DAO, and then a condo association. I'm the president of my condo association, and I've got a few neighbors that are willing to experiment, but you know, put things on on chain so that we can we can show the the ease of use. So I was like, hey, maybe we should uh, onboard to console and, and tinker around with that. So that's why I was uh, I was thinking around today. Amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, for for anybody who's who's I feel like everybody knows multi-chain Mike, but if if not um yeah, multi-chain Mike uh is I don't know, do you say uh founder of Empire Dow or Yeah, I'm founder, yeah. Yeah, yeah, founder of Empire Dow. Um yeah. And uh yeah, Mike, yeah, that's that sounds great. Um would love to chat with you. I, I think for a lot of the early console communities, we're just helping them spin up, giving you know, I, I'm in, involved <laughs> and our team at console is involved because we just want to help make sure you guys are like super successful and, and get all the things you need. So yeah, let's, let's find some time to chat or I could just spin you up a, a demo and um, yeah. That yeah. Sounds great. Are, are, are you help. now EVM based? Is that what I hear? Oh yeah. Yeah. For a while. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> been a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah I haven't seen you in a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Good to know. Okay, yeah, and I mean, we're looking at you know the, I guess of these things. Let me just bang them out real quick, right? So like, um, the voting, the payments, the communications. Um, yeah, that's everything that you said. You know, that, that's all included on there, right? So let's just say I've got a, um, twenty of us own a vending machine, and we need a place to centrally communicate and vote on things and see where the, um, where the transactions went, where the current treasury is. Um, console will be ideal for that, right? 
Yeah, right right now we're we're mostly focused on the token gated chat, like sure. security, privacy aspect of it. Um for the voting for the for the multi-sig, you know, for a lot of these, um, it really depends like what your need is for like there's a few different ways to do that, right? Um there's still people, I mean, a lot of DAOs are using still like snapshot or tally. Gnosis safe. Um, and for that, we have certain integrations that we can do. So you could just basically use those. It's not like we've rebuilt this right. stuff from scratch. Gotcha. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but if it's, you know, some communities are just looking for more like just quick feedback votes and like kind of just using like basically like emojis, thumbs up, and stuff like that. And we are building within the app ways to just do like quick polls basically um it's not live yet but it is something that's on our roadmap for pretty pretty soon within the next few months so um yeah so for now snapshot you know that's one way right now you could just you know you could have a read-only room with emojis like thumb up thumb down and just kind of do like a poll and as time goes on we're gonna do like a little more granularly to get that um i don't know to get that like more of like a seamless feature but for now it's it's kind of yeah, not something we put as, as much polish on as the chat. <laughs> sure, but yeah, move off of Telegram, Discord, and get your whole community on chain. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Happy to make a video or, or you know whatever to show you show you inside. Um, I'll give you a demo. But yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's up. So cool. Let's get off. Sign me up for mobile. <laughs> All right, sounds great. Thanks for the question. So great to have you here. Awesome. Um. Anybody else have any final questions? We're in the last two minutes of the hour. I think with that, I'm going to just wrap up for today. Um, so yeah, thanks again for coming. We do these every Monday. Um, if you want to join Console HQ, which is the, the first console that we have for, for this group, um, I can give you an invite. You can DM me. I'll let you in there, and you'll be able to check out Console. Um, if you have any questions, hit me up. If you want to start up a community, uh, hit me up. That's basically the way to get on Console is just to DM me. And um, yeah, beyond that, we're at South By this week, so come say hi um, and uh, stay tuned. We'll have a lot more in store. We have. Um, newsletter coming out check out our twitter for some updates some exciting updates on the iphone app um i already have a wait list for that you can throw me your email um yeah i'm just really excited and just always grateful to have all of you here so thank you so much um to round out this week um shout out to to julia so much uh thank you for the julia and the console team for helping put on this twitter space damon blake evan gary we got wow nice we got a good group here knowledge joe damn this is a Lena, wow, okay, Fisher, damn. All right, what a great group. So honored to spend this time with you. Um, thanks to Titus as well. Uh, your, your phone didn't, <laughs> your phone is still surviving, I guess. Um, yeah, and as always, every Monday. So come on back and would love to continue this conversation about decentralized social media, console, identity, and all these things we care about in making a user-owned internet. All right, thank you guys so much. Take care. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Console AMA, recorded on Monday, March 13th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org donate and show some support now. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money. Looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods. Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties, huge sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks, leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist. Can't say they're making pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue. Another day, another lesson Living in the 8th dimension Might be worth a little mention Living in the Great Depression Got a real regal feel Reeling in another sucker fish Out to make a deal Just to make a motherfucker wish Aw shit, now you only got two left You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom Just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile, foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music